Are we alone? It is one of humanity's greatest mysteries, and one that carries our imagination into the cosmos. But what if I told you that in 1994, in a remote community in Africa, a group of children found out the answer to this very question? Would you believe me? On today's episode, we look into one of the most famous incidences of UFO interactions and ask the question, did this really happen? Or have followers of this tale fallen for their own biases? I am your social chemist Nelson, and on today's episode, we talk about the 1994 alien visitation in Rua, Zimbabwe. Hello, social chemist listeners. Before we dive in, I want to give a little background about the production of this episode. I was on vacation with my girlfriend during the final days of summer and thought it would be fun to do a small episode with her. Now, take into consideration that we only had one microphone, so we were both moving towards and away from it to give us some space to talk. This is why we have longer pauses between each other every time we spoke. That being said, I hope you enjoyed this fun episode that I did with her, because I sure did. And I also hope you find my girlfriend's thoughts entertaining and informative. As I progress with this podcast, I hope to bring her more often to speak about important social issues that affect our community, like the attack against feminism. Until then, enjoy Miriam's debut onto the Social Chemist podcast team. So, let's dive in. So Miriam, I wanted to ask you, when it comes to aliens, where do you fall in the spectrum when it comes to believing in species that have like superior intellect? <laughs> well... I'm a bit of a skeptic, so I have to see it to believe it. What I perceive to be aliens are small, microscopic beings. I don't think about these hyper-intelligent humanoids that travel at the speed of light. But it could be a possibility. Whenever I do hear alien stories, I do like to fantasize in the idea that they do exist. But I would say I fall in a neutral area okay see when it comes to aliens i actually i am a believer and especially that the u.s government like recently released some videos on ufos and whatnot now over the years i've become a little bit of a skeptic especially when it comes to um alien abductions i think a lot of the stories have been like bs and whatnot (laughs) so yeah, when it comes to like alien abductions, I'm not much of a follower, but I'm a believer. So just to let the audience know. So with that being said, for today's episode, I want to play a little game with you and the audience. And essentially, I'm going to be sharing a story, all right, of what occurred at a certain place. And by the end of it, I'm going to ask you from one to ten, how likely that this event occurred? Okay. So I want to take you back to 1994 in Rui, Zimbabwe. Now, for the listeners, uh, Zimbabwe is located in southern Africa, right above um, South Africa. Now, in 1994, about 250, yeah, 250 children were playing outside, you know, just chilling, when all of a sudden at 10 a.m., between 1 and Three spaceships descended near the playground in the school in Rua. 
Now, in this event, most of the children walk towards the spacecraft, and when they got there, what they report is that between one and five beings, as they described it, they said that they were wearing black suits. They described them as the greys. The greys are the typical um, classic aliens that we've seen. That sounds like a slur. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if they take that offensively. Anyway, so they report seeing these aliens. By the way, it's it's important to note that as this is happening, there are no adults in the area. It's just children, right? These children are, by the way, they're by the age of six and seven, I believe. So they interact with these aliens and telepathically communicate a message to them, essentially saying that we need to protect our environment. We need to... um you know, care for each other. And they also say that technology is bad. Now, I want to pause here for a second because just take into consideration that there are aliens with like sophisticated technology coming to our planet telling us that technology is bad. And I just think that's, a you know, it's a little... Hypocritical. Yeah, hypocritical. <laughs> so eventually the aliens leave and all the children run back to the classroom. They run back to the school where did, um, all the teachers were, like, congregated. I think they were having a teacher's meeting. Now, initially, the teachers didn't believe the students. They were like, okay, this is... They're just probably, you know, fooling around. However, that night, when they went back home, uh, most of the children ended up telling their parents. The following day, the children ended up coming back... The, ch uh, the parents came back to school and were asking what happened. So, essentially, this caught media attention... And two days later, a lady named Cynthia Hind came to interview these children. Now, what she essentially had them doing was draw pictures of what they saw. And a lot of the children ended up drawing the same thing. They drew, like, uh, the spaceship that they saw, and they drew the aliens. Now, what makes this story a little bit more authentic was that a couple of months after the event... A psychiatrist from Harvard University went to Rua, Zimbabwe to interview the children. And I'm going to play a video so you and the listeners can get an idea of what kind of questions were being asked. So that was John Mack uh, interviewing one of the 60 children that witnessed the spacecrafts 
and the alien interactions. So after hearing everything that I just said, Miriam, is it possible that in 1994, in the middle of rural Zimbabwe, that these children saw aliens? From 1 to 10, how likely is the story to you? Hmm. I would have to say a couple of things come to mind. Okay. One of them could be these kids could have just messed with the adults. There's no proof other than witnesses. I mean, there's 60 kids. Yeah, but they couldn't have all, when all the adults walked away, say, hey, let's prank the adults. We say we have to see this. We saw this. What about the psychiatrist from Harvard? I mean, he's a doctor with a PhD in psychiatry. Like I said, I'm skeptic. I will say there is a possibility that this did happen, but there's also possibilities for other op- options, such as kids playing pranks on them, mm. right. and they pulled it off pretty well. And let's say these hypothetical visitors came. They are so intelligent. Why did they go to kids? They have no powers. So it's interesting that you bring this up because um, the way I heard about this specific case was in the Joe Rogan podcast. And if anyone has ever listened to this podcast, you already know that if it's in the Joe Rogan podcast, it's pretty legit. Anyway, to answer that, what they claim is that the reason why the aliens chose that population, like the children, was because when aliens come to Earth and they engage with our military, we end up being hostile to them. To like ufologists, it makes sense for aliens to like visit children because they're not as, what's the word I'm looking for, aggressive. If that's the case, then the military has ways to detect their visitation before uh, they do absolutely it. Absolutely not. No, no, not really. Aliens can like... So why don't they just sneak up on non-hostile people in power? I mean, we can go back and forth with this, but... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so... From 1 to 10, how likely do you give this story? I want to give it a 4. Okay. Now let's ask the listeners. Wait, I want to see something else. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so when I heard this story, I was like, hmm, they chose children, right? Mm -hmm. What if these aliens aren't like adult aliens? They're adolescents and they're just fucking with kids on Earth. I mean, that... that... (laughs) (laughs) That's my theory. Honestly, I believe that, you know, we were just planted here as an experiment and they forgot about us. They were like, hey, we're passing by Earth. Let's fuck with them. (laughs) It most likely could be. So I heard this from the Joe Rogan podcast. And when I first heard it, I was bought. I was like, this absolutely happened. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. But in doing the research for this episode, a lot of details were left out. So we're going to now look at some of the um, claims that help build its credibility. There you go. Thank you for (laughs) getting my back on that. So one of the arguments that are that is used to help give credibility to this uh, event was that in 1994, Rua Zimbabwe was not influenced by like mainstream uh, media. And so skeptics often argue that the children could have been influenced. Like I said, UFO, uh, UFO enthusiasts will argue against that. Now, while it is true that Rua Zimbabwe in 1994 
is located in a remote agricultural area, um, it's not that far from the capital of Zimbabwe, which is Harare, which is like 22 kilometers away southeast from it. And so in that area in Harare, Harare, hopefully I'm pronouncing that area correctly. Wow, yeah. I'm not... Hurrah! I apologize, Hurray. anyone. Yeah, anyone that's from Zimbabwe, I do apologize if I'm not getting the the name of the capital correct. But essentially, that city is popular. There's a lot of um, it's commercialized essentially. So we have to take that into consideration. The second thing that we need to consider is that two days prior to the event in um, Rua, Zimbabwe. Parts of a spaceship were coming down on Earth, and essentially it created like this like fireball effect. If I read this correctly, I'm not entirely sure, but essentially many people had mistaken that for a UFO. And so when that happened, a lot of people were calling into like the local radio station claiming, look, we saw aliens, we saw UFOs. And because of that, there was a UFO um, frenzy for like the next like couple of days or even weeks. So... When people say that the children were not influenced by, you know, UFO, what's the word I'm looking for? Propaganda. Yeah, UFO propaganda. That's not necessarily true. The children were exposed to the, the whole country was actually exposed to a UFO, you know, frenzy. Now, earlier I told you about um, Cynthia Hyde and how when she came, she actually interviewed the children and told them to draw, you know, what they saw. Now, there's problems with her methodology because when she came to visit the children in Rua, what she essentially did was gathered all the children in a group and then interviewed them. Now, the reason why that's problematic is that when you do a group interview and you hear other people speaking, that alters your memories. And so when it comes to how she did her research on this topic, There was a lot of flaws behind it. Most importantly, uh, Cynthia Hind was a UFO enthusiast. So she already has a bias when it comes to this topic. Now, the next thing we need to address is John Mack. Now, like I said before, John Mack is a psychiatrist from Harvard University. And those credentials are pretty, you know, um, significant. Any person that from Harvard... If I'm being taught by a professor from Harvard University, I'm excited. However, when it comes to John Mack, just like Cynthia Hind, he was also a UFO enthusiast. And his enthusiasm almost got him in trouble because he would actually go and interview other people who claimed that they were abducted by aliens. And then he would convince his um, clients that this actually occurred. And at a certain point, Harvard University actually did an investigation on him. And at a certain point, they actually, I think they terminated him, but then they brought him back. Now, taking that into consideration, when it comes to his methodology and how um did his interviews with the children in rural Zimbabwe, he came three months after the event occurred. Now, why is this problematic? Because in a span of three months, a lot of things can occur. You know, people can share their information. Brian Dunning from the Skeptoid on podcast said it best that in the span of three months, children will contaminate their memories. And so this was very problematic. And when you hear 
people like Joe Rogan and James Fox, who actually did a documentary on this event, they often leave these details out. And when I heard of it, I was bought. I was like, oh my God, this actually happened. But now looking at the evidence, I am less likely convinced that any of this occurred. So Miriam, I ask you once again, after hearing all the evidence that I have just displayed to you, how likely are you to believe that this event occurred? Well, thanks to the facts, I now believe it to be a 1 or like a 1.5. I'm in the same camp. Like I said before, when I first heard this, I was an absolute 10. And I and this was why I was so excited about doing this episode <laughs> with you because I was like, Yo, I'm going to convince you that aliens are real. <laughs> but now after doing the research, I have to say that at max, it's a 2. And the reason why I give it a 2 is because one of the reasons that psychologists try to explain this away is something called mass hysteria and essentially it's a, it's a psychosocial phenomenon where a group a community ends up like developing the same symptoms i'm a little bit skeptical when it comes to a um, mass hysteria but i have to be transparent that i haven't done sufficient um, research but i am skeptical when it comes to mass hysteria i also can't explain how 60 children ended up saying the same thing however one thing that i forgot to note was that of the 250 children that were out there most of them claimed that nothing happened that day so the fact that ufo enthusiasts often cite the 60 children which make the minority of the of the children that were out there makes me wonder if people that promote this story leave out details to i guess you know build credibility where there is none so like i said when it comes to this story i give it a two because honestly part of me still wants to believe that something occurred but the evidence is just so immense that i can't give it anything higher than that but i would be interested to hearing from you the listener what do you think what was your score when we initially told you the story and what was your score after you heard the facts one thing is certain though, no one other than the 60 kids will really know what happened in 1994 in rural Zimbabwe. And I think for that reason, that this event will continue to bring a lot of fascination to alien enthusiasts. So Miriam, I want to thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Social Chemist Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. And hopefully... You can join us on future episodes where we study conspiratorial ideologies and alien phenomenons. So, Miriam, if you don't mind signing us off. And remember, everyone, question everything with logic. Did I say that right? For more Social Chemist content, subscribe on wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to leave me a nice review. It helps the podcast a lot. Anyways... See you next time.